Hello and welcome, Joshua. Hello and welcome, Tanner. Hello and welcome to Bugcatchers 2 Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein I play through all of the Pokemon games, gym by gym, week by week, with my co-host, Parash. Parash. Like Parash. Paris? Yeah. I didn't see one of those. You saw one of those this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. In, um... Union Cave, I think. Would have loved one of those. And I, of course, am Goldine Ring, aka Goldine. Tanner Green Ring. Hello. Should we start with an uncomfortable truth, an inconvenient truth? Yeah. We are weak. Yeah. I... We are sad, beta, uh, cucks. <laughs> I was going to say simps. You and I were oh, headed. simps are the new thing. That's right. Simps is the new thing. But you and I were pretty much headed on in the same direction on that one. We're globalists. Yeah, it was too hard for us to do the the fourth core rule, or maybe it was a bonus rule. I don't remember. It's a bonus rule. It's the one that said that we could only level our Pokemon to the highest level Pokemon on the next gym leader's team. Can I say that after we had already decided to abolish? the philip the abolish the fourth rule um i actually did end up doing this without having to go above it like my pokemon did eventually go above it but in the final battle yeah so it was preemptive to me but i do think late like longer term we have to abolish the uh, the philip uh, the uh abolish the fourth bonus rule and we got a lot of comments from bug catchers as well who are fearful of this it was sucked it was not a fun we've rule. already got some rough rules in this and we made a mistake everybody does yeah we're simps that's what simps do simps especially make a lot of mistakes yeah. so we're not going to be abiding by a level cap at all i guess this season no not at all not even when we're battling no and the battles the battles are completely unhinged if we get a coin flip we're gonna do it and we don't have any idea what level anybody's pokemon are that includes when we have guests on right which we were supposed to do tonight but we did oh yeah that's the other announcement <laughs> <laughs> we you may have heard last week that we were going to have ahmed ali akbar on who is a friend of mine and a fellow podcaster yeah and he got too busy with work and had to bail so we'll have him on in the in the near future either for a later gym in this game or one of the future gens. So look forward to that. He's very fun and funny. And you should go check out his uh, mostly defunct now, but he still kind of hops in and, and gets stuff done every now and then podcast called See Something, Say Something. Yes. And in the meantime, I guess you'll be enjoying Tanner and I getting a little wet and wild on a Friday night because... Yeah, starting. We ended up starting late. Started late. It's also we usually record Tuesday nights, and now it's Friday night. And so we're gonna burn the midnight oil. We're gonna get wet. We're gonna get wild. We're not gonna battle no. because Josh has to edit the entire episode tomorrow, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we have to control ourselves a little bit. We can't go too long. We always say that. We're always just like. God, what are we going to talk about? No way we're going to fill an hour. And then we talk for an hour and a half. Yeah, we're like looking at this outline. It's like a page. Yeah. And then somehow this is going to spiral completely out of control. Yeah. Last week, we ended our journey in Violet City. That's it. Where we took on uh, Faulkner, uh-huh. the bird 
man. Third person. Right when you you leave town, you find yourself on Route 32, which is kind of one of those those docky areas. There's a little bit of grass. There's a little bit of docks. Yeah, it's the one that we also skipped ahead a little and we ducked in there to pick up our Mareeps. Yeah, yeah, but that was the part of level of um, Route 32 that was right outside of Violet City. It stretches yeah. down for quite a ways. It's a pretty long southerly route. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do here. There's a lot of people to meet. There's a lot of people who want to give you their numbers. Yeah. I stand by my previous statement on this number shit because like people just keep calling me. <laughs> yeah. And I just am not interested. And and most of them aren't even calling me to like challenge me. They're just like, hey, I saw a Ratata on Route 12. Come check it out. And it's like, no. Yeah. This one, I think it's a fisherman, Wade, has been calling me and calling me. Just constantly. And he is trying to drag me back out to Route 31 to go, like, look at some fucking, like, Magikarp or something. Maybe it's a special Magikarp. I don't think so. He's not going to give it to me, but he won't drop it. He's like, where are you, man? I've been waiting out here for, like, two weeks. But I in the next part, because I don't know about you, but my egg hatched, I have been told I need to go back to... Professor Elm. The Togepi egg? Yeah, so I will pay tribute to fucking Wade. I boxed it immediately. No, I boxed it, but Elm calls you, and he says you need to bring the Togepi to go... I box the egg. So he can check it out. I box the egg. I'm not going to hatch that fucking thing. You have to, to advance the spot. (laughs) Well, not yet. Who's got space on their fucking... Who can spare the sixth spot on their team? We're on a Nuzlocke run. I think you have to show... Elm, the Togepi, to advance the storyline. Well, I dragged just, the egg around you, for you the, fucking raised the goddamn egg. I dragged the egg Elm. around for this whole leg, and that's one of the many reasons why I have a couple of underleveled Pokemon because I had an <laughs> egg in it for the entire time until it finally hatched like last night. I'm not gonna do that. I think you have I'm gonna to see how but far I, I love can it. Get. Let's see if you can't. Maybe I'm you don't see how have far to. I can get without hatching that egg. Maybe don't. Maybe can I release it? Can you release an egg? No. I did at one point have the egg on me, and I put it in the front slot to see if it would follow me, and it wouldn't. <laughs> it just defaults to the next Pokemon in your in your lineup. It makes one of your Pokemon also come out, and then they have it on a spoon, and they're like <laughs> chasing behind, chasing you. They drop it, and it breaks, and it's like, sorry, Elm. Oops. Hoot, 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 <laughs> dropped it. Route 32, uh, we're down here, and you're fighting a lot of fishermen. There's lots of um, Magikarps, lots of Galdeens, which is where I got my nickname this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's a it's a pretty straightforward uh, Pokemon route. But... Well, speaking of numbers, did you take Fisherman Ralph's number? Oh, yeah. I took it. Did you notice how he's like, after you get his number, he's like, oh, thanks. It's so cool to have like a young, like hip friend that I can call up. Yeah. And he's called me a few times as well. And this is the one which is irrelevant for a Nuzlocke. But this is the one where he'll, he's the one who will call you when there's a quillfish swarm. Oh, right. So you can go catch quillfish. But he so far has just called me in order to tell me that like he seems distraught. And he's like, you know, man, like... I just think I'm spending too much time with my Goldeen and I'm not seeing my kids enough. I'm like, this is... <laughs> you have kids? Your problem. Go home. And why are you spending more time talking to me, a random child, rather than your own children? Your own kids. Call your kids. Jesus. Fisherman Ralph's a disaster. 
I hate that my mind goes here, but the design of Goldine. No, oh, no. She's got sort of like bedroom eyes a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and the frills. And like the the lips. She's kind of lusty. I can see it. And I worry that like what he means is that he's like you, porking this fish. You don't want to know what he does with that horn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more about the horn. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know what? Live your life, guy. This did remind me, though. I think we established in the original Nuzlocke run, you get to fish on every route as well, or you have to choose whether or not you're going to go into the grass. That's right. But you can fish in cities that have a body of water. Last time we did it where you could get something in in the water and the grass, but I'd say we do away with that rule this time because now we have the dupes clause. Okay, I agree. So you, then you, it is you can either fish or grass. But yeah, it does unlock. Well, I don't have the pole yet. Did you get a pole? Yeah. From one of those fishermen? No, there's a dude in the Pokemon Center in Azalea Town who gives it to you. Okay. Alongside Route 32 is another sort of obscured route that is yeah. called the Runes of Elf. Runes of Elf are looking good in this game. Yeah, it looks cool. There's a lot more of them. They They feel like ruins. Like there's... Like overgrown Very rocks types everywhere. Of debris. Yeah. Vines. And the puzzles have gotten a little more complicated too because now the tiles don't just move, you can rotate them. Right. So it's a little a little bit trickier, although it still was not very hard to get the Kabuto. Yeah, and it's it's still meaningless. Yeah. It opens up a hole in the floor and you fall down and there's nothing to do except encounter wild unons. Yeah. And which brings me to my catch. <laughs> Can you guess? An unknown? Unknown? An unknown. I caught the G unknown. Yeah. Lowercase g. Unknown. Which actually reminds me of another segment I want to talk about. It's called Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. And it's <laughs> it's the lowercase g unknown. You're never going to let them get away with it, will you? No. No. Anytime an, an unknown is featured, it is getting barfed on. <laughs> They just like this game, the sprites in this game, the the sixteen bit sprites or whatever. Yeah, do a lot of Pokemon a lot of service. They're they're looking great. Unknowns look even grosser. Their wormy bodies are even grosser now. Well, and they like move around now. Ugh. Like they're like wriggling around on top of it. Ugh. Um. Something I meant to look up and and forgot was my lowercase G Unown. It has a move called like literacy or something or not a, a move a nature <laughs> okay yeah a nature called literacy and i'm i'm very curious you mean ability that. i thought it had levitate well mine's got something called literacy no way literacy i thought that was what it was called let me look it up on bulbapedia i mean they quick. are letters i guess cover for me for a moment i'm gonna look it up on bulbapedia well i knew that this was inevitable that you would run into unknowns unknowns in there yeah. So I actually just, there's a uh, smashable rocks in the overworld. Yeah. I smashed some rocks and I got a Geodude instead. <laughs> I already had a Geodude. Well, I didn't. And I was like, Geodude, that helps me out. Theoretically. Yeah. Jeff or G off Johns. You tell me. Jeff Johns. But it's got the Geo in it. So when have you ever seen G-E-O-F-F pronounced G off? I don't know. In uh, it's Jeff. Europe. <laughs> so here's the weird thing. Somewhere in Europe, that's how they say it. 
I'm on Unknown's page. I don't have my Game Boy with me right now. It's upstairs, so I can't look it up. But I swear to God, it's... it's There's no way it's literacy. Ability is called literacy. No. But here on Bulbapedia, it says that the only ability that Unknown's can have is levitate. I think it's just levitate. So now I'm slightly worried that I have like a, a hacked console or something. Or you're illiterate and it was levitate the whole time. Get it? Maybe it was levitate. Illiterate literacy. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, I'm I'm Googling just like frantically literacy and Pokemon, and there's nothing other than that fucking baby's ABC Pokemon book that I sent to you the other week. What the hell? Why is it? And a, a JSTOR article about what Pokemon can teach us about learning and literacy is the number one result. So this is not an ability. What the hell? Maybe it was. Maybe I just misread Levitate. So confused right now. Okay, well, I guess we have to move on from that. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to do that because I'm so upset. <laughs> well, I'll continue on and you can keep looking into it because I have a fun facty here. Okay, yep. Joshi's fun facty. Oh, Jeff Johns, by the way, uh, prolific DC Comics uh, author. A Geoff. Geoff. He did my favorite run of Green Lantern. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, Who's my favorite comic book character? Right. Yeah. That seems like it's sort of a little bit of a reference to the Green Ring. Aside from that, it's a combination of your last names, you and, and Jamie. One could accuse me of that. I think it's pretty obvious. It's I know a, one it, thing about Green Lantern, truth. and he happens to have a ring that is green. Let's hear your fun facty. Couple of things. Um, one thing was brought up on the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers by mm-hmm. user my fandom account okay who had a post what it's like defending a, the uno it's like a shadow account or something like you're ashamed to show off your fandom for our podcast apparently because their fandom is about uno because Ugh. their thing was commenting about how the uno are actually an important part of the lore of pokemon because they don't explore it. Right. So they don't in the game at all. Okay. And I did sink some time into this, which is one of the reasons I was late tonight. There is not actually anything that like really concretely confirms this theory. The theory is that the Unon were deployed by Arceus as its like minions to create the universe. And that the Unon are the building blocks of, like, everything. Oh, so it's, like, DNA. And potentially, like, on a different thread that I found on the Pokemon subreddit, it's about how, like, the Azure Flute, which is the thing that summons Arceus in Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, has the exact same sound as the radio when you play the radio in the Ruins of Alf. So there's like an Arceus Unon like cosmic connection. Okay. We saw the Unon bend time and dimensions in the third Pokemon movie as well. You know? Did I watch that one? I think no. that's the one you watch. No? No, I watched the second one. You and oh, right, Jack watched we went, that one together. We went in the wrong order. Yeah. Yeah. So in that one, 
the Unon can like open up dimensions and portals and shit. Wow, what a what an OP Pokemon in the anime and like completely useless in this game. Like at least the ruins of Elf now like look cool and it feels robust and there are still areas that we will be able to check out later once we have Surf. But why don't they put any of it in the game? Yeah. And part two of this fun fact is our friends Pokemon Crossroads on Twitter. Yeah. The admin is playing along with us in this Nuzlocke run, and they brought over an Arceus from uh, Sinnoh. And if you bring an Arceus in the front of your party to the Ruins of Alf, one of the scientists or archaeologists at that like research center will come yeah. running out at you and be like, wait a second. Is that Arceus? Like the <laughs> creator of, you know, the heavens and the earth and, and everything? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And then my Pokemon. This researcher will take you into the ruins as well and like tap on a wall or some shit and you get transported to the Sinjo ruins. And this is wild. This is all built into this fucking game? Yeah, in this game only. Wow. And so the Sinjo ruins are like off the map, but supposedly north of Blackthorn City. Oh, oh, Cynthia, of course, of all people, shows up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, so the Sinjo ruins were created hundreds of years ago by two groups of humans, one that had come from Sinnoh and the other that came from Johto. This is like the meeting of their two cultures, the Sinjo ruins. What's in Sinjo ruins? What you get is like you bring Arceus up to like this platform in it, and then you get to choose as though it's a starter, a level one Dialga, Palkia, or Giratina. That's cool. So that's why you would do it. But it's like some element of the lore that, again, they don't fully flesh out, but it's like here, which is kind of cool. How do you catch Arceus again? You find the Azure Flute. Okay. Most of the time you get it through like an event, which you can't do anymore. Yeah. You can get it through Mystery Gift, I think, as well. But... You play it, and then it will like summon you to the Hall of Origin, and then that's where Arceus lives. It says here on the, the, the Bulbapedia page for Azure Flute that it's one of four event-exclusive key items, and it's the only one to not be distributed. Well, or for the Arceus event, Mystery Gift must be used to receive a Wonder Card with the Azure Flute, so I assume a pretty slim chance of getting it through yeah. Mystery Gift. Real slim. Yeah. Anyway, that's a double fun facty. Onion Cave <laughs> is next on our journey. It's at the bottom of Route 32. It's a it's a pretty brief little cave. What? I was like, are you saying uh, Ruins of Alf is the Unon Cave, but you're saying like Onion, so you mean Union? No, we say un- we say Unon, so U- I say Union. 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 Okay. Unon. Union. Yeah. 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 That tracks definitely. Um, pretty brief at this point. I know that Unyan opens up a little bit more later, and we have the chance to catch that sneaky little Lapras down in the in the basement. Yeah, that was fucking crucial to my game previously. Yeah, but for this little leg of the journey, I just caught a Zubat. Oh, um, guess what? What? I have a surprise for you. What? I caught a Zubat. <laughs> it's mostly Zubats here. I was disappointed to find basically immediately after that that this thing is crawling with sand shrews, which would have been fun to have. In your game. Oh, what do you have? It's one of the stupid ones where it's like, I don't have anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I have a better chance of catching a Zubat. 
Oh, then I need to and, send you some literature here. And you've got the chance to catch Sandshrews. That sounds right. We're not always going to have something in the same area. Um, but disappointed because having a ground type would be fun. And I had that sand slash that died too early, Furio, RIP, in our previous Nuzlocke. But Sandshrew is Joshi's sweetie. Here's what it is. We both have a 10% chance to catch Raditas. I also have, on top of that, a 40% chance to catch Raditas, where you have a 30% chance to catch Sandshrews. So fucking aggravating. I didn't anyway. Technically, your odds of catching a Zubat were lower than catching a Sandshrew. Yeah, it was a Zubat, and then I saw like four Sandshrews in a row. Yeah. And it was infuriating. That's too bad. Did you hear me, though? Sandshrews? No, what'd you say? Sandshrews, Joshy, sweetie. Yeah. Okay. So I linked out to it because you haven't seen it. Look at its little sprite. Okay. Look how like plump and like rotund it is. And it like leaps up excitedly. All right. What are we looking at? And does a little like woo woo. Oh yeah. Look at his little arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, uh, look. It's like, it's like bouncing. It's like a bouncy ball. Yeah. It looks a lot more like an armadillo. Wait, did I click the wrong one? Like basically what it's supposed to be. Oh, diamond and pearl and platinum. He's like a little bouncy ball. Do you see that? I like I like both of them. Yeah. I mean, this thing, I think, has gotten... Like, look back at, like... Red is kind of sweet, actually. Oh, yeah. He's like a little tender baby in red. Yellow's bad. Silver's rough. Gold is kind of cute. Silver's bad. It's been pretty hit or miss until you get into, like, Ruby and Sapphire. Look at the emerald one where it does a belly drum. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cutie. I think Sandshrew is really rising in the ranks. I sort of like his green uh, shiny version, yeah, too. Yeah, the shiny one looks really cool. What a fun little Pokemon. So, that's a, that's a sweet So, so under underappreciated. Yeah, and I'd like to appreciate it more, but I, I get a Zubat instead. Can I tell you about my Zubat? <laughs> yeah. His name is Batcon, the uh, Bat Conservancy International, which is a bat uh, charity. Okay. Bat Conservancy International's mission is to conserve the world's bats and their ecosystems to ensure a healthy planet. Are bats in trouble? Well, I don't know, but do me a favor. I feel like bats are probably not in trouble. Do me a favor right now and go to batcon.org. Okay, and should you also, while I'm doing that, explain to new listeners why you're naming it after this charity? Sure, but I need your immediate reaction when you go to batcon.org because there's a little like video playing in the background of the like main page. Oh, here we go. And it's a lot of bats. It's so many fucking bats. You're telling me it's we like need more bats? It's like 100,000 bats. It's so many bats. It's like way to shoot yourself in the foot, Bat Conservancy International. <laughs> Show You're us telling me that we need to preserve bats. bats with a video of like a half a million bats like flying <laughs> in the sky? Don't tell me how we need more bats and then show me a million bats <laughs> so yeah my guy's called attorney will and testament and he's an end of life estate lawyer who helps um his clients who are all pokemon uh, with their bequests and uh when one of my pokemon dies i have to donate to the charity that it's named check after. out this a bat uh, about bats page which should be a bat oh, it should be, it should be a, bat. a bat page a bat's us yeah. bat profiles hell yeah i mean bats are kind of cute i guess but bats are the second largest order of mammals with more than 1400 species worldwide i wouldn't Jesus. open with that fact either 
bury that in the fine you guys need some like new marketing help i like this one called alan's big eared bat just straight up when i this is a humble brag i was in australia once and walking through like a public park like essentially the central park of sydney and a bat the size of like a 737 (laughs) a max like came or regular like swooping out of the sky and like into a tree near me yeah and i was like terrified and i was walking with someone i knew in australia at that time and i literally like ducked and like ran for cover and he was like what you doing mate and i was like well did you see the size of that bat he's like yeah they're like squirrels around here they're called flying foxes and it's like you guys just accept that you're okay with that you're okay with bats the size of foxes just like casually swooping around. I mean, think about what they're like dealing with down there already, though. I know they're like they're they're, they're a tough breed down there. That also reminds me of the time that I went to Australia. Help a break. Yeah, I was seventeen, and it was like this chartered thing that my grandparents paid for. Thank you, grandparents. I'm sure, you listen to this show. Uh, you would have disowned me Thank if you, you did. Thank you, Nana. Thank you, Pop Pop. And uh, speaking of things that like attack you from trees. We went to this place, Mongali Falls, which is like a big like wilderness uh, reserve. Yeah. And the guide who's taking us around a bunch of like idiot high schoolers, uh, Americans on top of it. And he's like, oh, it's dark out. You have to watch out for the drop bears. Drop bears. Yeah. That's, that's oh, like you Australia's got conned with the drop joke. bear. Yeah. yeah. They love so- <laughs> to, to dupe us stupid Americans. Yeah. Um, I mean, we believed it, at least for a, for a bit. It's pretty fucking believable. Look at the size of this goddamn bat that's flying around well, everywhere. Well, they got all these, they got like 12 foot long earthworms. They got koalas who all have gonorrhea. Also, they smell, they smell really bad. <laughs> yeah. You touch a koala once and you've got gonorrhea. I did touch one. Well, enjoy your gonorrhea. It was a rough, they've all rough got time it. for me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I caught a zoo bat. Yeah. I caught a zoo bat, and apparently we're trying to save the bats now, but I don't know if it's actually all that necessary. I, I caught one, and I named it Vampire Weekend. Oh, I love Vampire Weekend. They're one of my favorite bands, too, so that's it's fine. It's one of my favorite bands, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. What's not to like? Route 33. Not much happened here, but tell me who you caught uh, after this break. Okay. Josh, we're back. Welcome back, Buckcatchers. Hello. Route 33. What did you catch? I caught a Ekans. It's a snake. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I don't think Ekans... Under the circumstances. I don't think Ekans and Arbok are, are meant to be particularly good Pokemon. No. But it's kind of fun. It's kind of spicy. I've never I've never really run them before. I think they look cool, too. Yeah. I mean, Arbok is just straight up a fucking Cobra, obviously, because right. its name is that. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I think I'm... I don't know if I'll stick with it for the long haul, but I'm at least into it right now. Like, the stats are, you know, middling. Yeah, it's, it's probably not the worst Pokemon, but I don't think, like, they use it in competitive play much. No way. But in Gen 2, it was bad because it had, like, no good moves. But I bet by now we're in Gen 4. It's probably got semi-interesting, like, move pool at this point. Yeah, I hope so. Try it out. I'm going to run it. Run it until it dies, you know? Because it will. So, uh, this is a little bit matchup mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to level check a little bit later, but I spent a lot of time 
leveling this Ekans because I had it in my head that bug type Pokemon were weak to poison. Grass is. Yeah. Well, I spent a long time leveling Ekans and he didn't do a lot of damage to any of Bugsy's bug type Pokemon. So. Well, bugs like poison. Think of all the venomous ones. And that's okay. And bugs like poison. I didn't know that. Think about it. I'm not really like a bug guy. <laughs> You're kind of a bug guy. I mean, basically every bug, especially in these early gens, is bug and poison. Yeah. They're like friendly, friendly types. The house I live in up here in Connecticut is pretty old, like tastefully old. You know, it's like classic. Yeah, I've seen pics. Kind of got that my Cape Cod style. Yeah. Little House Hunters joke. Oh, sure. I don't know what House Hunters is, but... You've never watched that dumb show? Okay. No, I don't think so. Is it good? Should I? Well, Discovery Plus, that's the new one of the new pluses. One of their channels is just literally House Hunters 24-7 with no ads. <laughs> so you could just throw it on, and it's like these fucking idiots like looking at a house. But one of the triggers in that show is that... that a trigger for me is that people are looking at houses that they obviously don't own. And they're like, well, it's not my craftsman. Mm-hmm. It's not my Cape Cod. It's not my Victorian style. And it's like, well, it's not yours at all because no. it's someone else's house. You live in like an apartment somewhere. Right. Because you're like house hunting. The entitlement. I just can't. I'll quickly say this. Uh, when Miles was first born and, and I was um, off on parental leave, newborns nap nonstop. They're more asleep than awake. Yeah. So there's a lot of downtime. And all I watched without fail was a show called Carnival Eats. Carnival Eats? Yeah. Where the. Okay. The <laughs> I host, don't know that one. The host of the Canadian version of The Bachelorette would go to various carnivals across the U.S. and Canada and eat their disgusting food. That's dark. And I just. I had it on 24 set. It always seemed to be on like some deep cable channel. Right. And I just kept it on all the time because it was just like, it was easy. It was easy to ignore. I was sleep deprived. I feel like that's even darker. Than House Hunters? Yeah. It feels like it, doesn't it? It's hard to say though. Get back to my uh, my story well, your, here. Your original anecdote, yeah. <laughs> the house is a little uh, uh, drafty. We don't see the holes, but there are holes and they're letting bugs in. Oh God. And uh, the What's, the what uh, bug types? The entire second floor here has essentially just been taken over by stink bugs and ants. So you get for moving to the country. I know we have a little contraption where you can humanely capture them and put them outside, but it's got a built-in magnifying glass too. So every time I catch a bug, I show it to Miles, and he says, "Buggy, buggy." <laughs> no, it's Bug Z. <laughs> <laughs> bug Z. So I think this kid's grown up to be a. A bug type trainer. Hell yeah. A bug catcher. A bug catcher, yeah. The next generation is when I think bugs get very interesting. They're still so weak, right? Yeah, they just... But they get into a point where they become a little bit more of like actual glass cannons. Okay. You start getting type combos like bug fire. We were talking about bug water is happening. Bug electric. Mm -hmm. Where they can actually do some real fucking damage. Right. With that other combo because we're used to just bug poison which is like the most bullshit combination yeah because poison sucks on its own also right I mean, let's cut the shit poison's okay. crap well you're the one trying to convince me to keep Atkins, who's a poison type <laughs> oh yeah well i think it's still interesting doesn't sound like you think that 
Well, the problem with poison in these early gens, which this technically is, is just that psychic is so powerful. Yeah. And poison has zero effect on steel, which I assume we'll encounter in this game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll give we'll give Ekans a, a fair shot. Yeah. Who'd you catch here? Route 33. Hopip. Oh, Hopip. Is that... Was there Hopips last time we played through here? Yeah. My Gen 2 experience was so limited because I was playing Fjallstan at that time and like was, could only catch Pokemon that you like, which is so few Pokemon. Yeah, well, Hopip would be on the list now because when I had to run it, I was forced to run it in um in what, Coliseum, I think? Maybe Gale of Darkness. Um, and now I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Hopip is Jim Hopper. That's cute. From Stranger Things. A show I love. Me too. A character I love. I think he's probably my favorite character in that show as well. Yeah. But uh, I boxed it because it's a backup if, heaven forbid, Rosencrantz is dead. What's that evolution line look like? Who's he turned into? Jumpluff? Skiploom and then Jumpluff is the last one, yeah. That's like... Dandelion, cotton ball thing. It's not bad. That's not bad. There are worse grass-type Pokemon. It was good. It had I had to make a hack together a moveset to work. Like, I would rather have Meganium, but... I gotta have a backup grass type. Yeah. Azalea Town, finally the main attraction of this leg of the journey. Mm-hmm. Before you can get very far, some creep stops you and he's like, hey, you wanna buy some slowpoke tails? <laughs> yeah. It'll cost you a million poke credits. And uh, Stanner was like, what do I have to do to get one of those? I heard they kind of fuck you up. Like, Stanner's trying to, you know, live the wild lifestyle. Yeah. They do a lot of things kind of all at once. It'll fuck you up, but it'll make you rock hard, too. So, right. It's a bit of an aphrodisiac. It's a bit of a, a psychedelic. It's sort of like... You kind of have to just ride the wave. Yeah. It's sort of like using Ancient Power, and you get that buff where it just boosts all of your stats. Slowpoke mm-hmm. Tails boosts all of your bodily functions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll... For better or for worse. You'll pee, like... You never peed before. Right. You know? It's a wild ride that you kind of have to just experience. It seems like one of those drugs that, like, like one of those synthetic drugs that someone's discovered and, like, the FDA just hasn't gotten around to, like, scheduling yet. Yeah. So, like, it's still technically legal, even though it's, like, one of the most intense psychedelic drugs available. Right. But you're, like, totally within the law to take it. That's what it's like to take a slowpoke tail. FDA doesn't know what to do. So you, you, you get past this guy, you go into town, and there's, you know, there's sights, there's sounds, there's things to experience, but the real draw is Kurt's place. Yeah. The apricorn man. Crucial in this game. He'll turn any apricorn you want into a ball. But first, he won't do it. He won't do it. He's upset. He's upset about this, like, seedy underbelly that's arrived in Azalea Town. And so is everyone in town. You go around talking to people and they're all just like, I can't believe all the slowpokes are like being killed by Team Rocket. The streets are just full of urine. It's like... Yeah, it's really gone down. No one can control... (laughs) No one can control anything that's coming out of their bodies, to be frank. Yeah. Everyone's rock hard. Everyone's hopped up. Oh my God. So they really need someone to do something about this slowpoke tail problem. Yeah. Kurt storms off towards the Slowpoke well, which you passed on your way in, but some Team Rocket grunt was like, you can't come in, boy. Right. But Kurt storms out there, and if you follow him, you'll notice that he's knocked over the Team Rocket grunt in the front, so now you can get down. Yeah. I will say this, the new 3D graphics, 
you use little ramps to get down to the well, and it took me longer than I care to admit <laughs> to figure out the order of ramps. That it was ramps. I was just like, how do I get down here? And then I was like, oh, it's a ramp. <laughs> Slamming the DS. <laughs> it's literally the simplest, simple machine in the world, and yeah. I just could not figure it out. Um, and then the the little like title card for Slowpoke Well. Let's talk about that. Ooh, what a nice title card, wasn't it? God. Every now and then in the last couple gens, they've given us these little splash screens when you go into certain areas. Yeah. It's just kind of this graphic, you know? It's like, hey, you're headed into Union Cave, you know? Right. This one is totally unique. It's so serene. It's like a ladder leading to the bottom of the well. But then when you, you look out into the distance in the water in the corner, it's a little sweetie slowpoke. Like lounging. I genuinely would buy this as art and hang it on my wall if someone made it into like a a painting, a fresco. I would too. It's so nice. It's so lovely. It's evocative. But yeah. It makes you think. You go down. Kurt is at the bottom of the the stair uh, the the ladder. Kurt is very recognizably an old man in this game. Yeah. In a way that he wasn't in Gen Two. He's got like gray hair. He seems like an old man. So. The story of him slipping down the ladder and hurting his butt makes more sense this time around. He's right. he's immobilized. He can't move. You must soldier on without him and push into the slowpoke well and save the slowpokes. So you, you do that. You push in. It's full of Team Rocket grunts. They all have typical Team Rocket grunt Pokemon on them. They got the Zubats, the Rotatas, the... Zubats. And, and the Ekans. Um, yeah. And uh, could I trigger a, a segment here? Sure. It's Kill Count. Kill Count. Oh, Jesus, Josh. This one really sucks because I texted Tanner about this. He had just told me about a Pokemon that we'll get to of his that died. Okay. That's spoiler. Okay. I, I will cut that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. T- Tanner, and I, <laughs> Tanner and I were texting and... Uh, I sent him a text that was like, you won't believe this. And it's uh, Gildenstern, the Hoot Hoot, with one hit point. He had just weathered it. Yeah, you were you were battling some... some and Ekans from grunt, this right? Team Rocket Grunt. Yeah. So this Team Rocket Grunt has an Ekans. And the Ekans had been rapping my Hoot Hoot. Rapping? Like rap. Like... Where it traps you. The, art, the music form? And it does... Yeah, the Ekans is rapping. So the Ekans had been using rap, and rap sucks, but two of Huthut's pecs missed in a row. Okay. So I'm just taking damage. And then it threw in a fucking, like, poison sting. Like, things were starting to get a little troubling. Okay. And as I texted you, I took a uh, photo, and I was like, Huthut survived with one hit point. And then right. the next turn, I used a potion to save it, and then I tried to get it out of there, and then I was like, oh shit, I can't evacuate it because of rap. Yeah. Then the Ekans used a poison sting that got a crit, and then Huthut had about four hit points, and then the rap hit again, and that was it. <sighs> Gildenstern is dead. That's almost the name of the play. Yeah, I was hoping that if this happened, both of them would die at least, and it, or it would never happen, but Gildenstern is dead, 
and my kill count stands at one Woof. currently. Woof. And, uh, you know, I like Noctowl. I was looking forward to this fucking thing. Yeah, I have a Noctowl now. It's, it owns. Yeah. It's cool. It's tough. Well, mine's dead, so... Sorry, Josh. Wow, I'm so sorry. That was weirdly my mo- only challenge in Slowpoke Well. The big battle with the executive, who is it? Executive, like, Peroni. <laughs> is that his name? Executive Proton. <laughs> <laughs> is he a robot? Uh, executive Proton is like the little mini boss here. And of course, he has a Zubat level 8 and a coughing level 12. And my Huthoot had died to an Ekans that was level 11, and the Huthoot, to remind you, was level 14. Wow, that sucks. It's rap, huh? Yeah, I died to a rap. That's good to keep in mind. I kind of forget that rap prevents the the other person from trading out, and it does damage. Rap is kind of a good move. At this Early stage game. only for now, yeah. Well, I'm sorry about your, your Huthoot. Yeah, thank you. You beat Proton. You usher Kurt back to his house. Now he's he's all sunshine and rainbows he's ready to help and he's got a he's got an interesting new feature you can give him multiple berries at once that's new so if you have like 10 black apricorns you can give them all 10 and he'll make you 10 like speed balls or whatever which is really nice because it used to be that you had you could only do one every 24 hours yeah one of whatever it was per 24 hours and now it's whatever number of the one type of apricorn that you have yeah one color that's great like i dropped off like six of one of them yeah it's good that's a good new feature yeah and then before you can get very far if you try to if you try to wander out of um azalea town to the west you will be intercepted by bad josh yeah so this is where our paths diverged a little because i did not even try to go west yet because i knew this is part of the next part of the leg well i like to play ahead a little bit to see if i can get if, if there's a route open to me that's not blocked off, I'll kind of push ahead a little bit to see if I can get some new Mon. You know, Bugsy was kind of threatening. I wanted to see what else was out there. He became threatening for me after my fucking Huthoot died. Yeah. So I, I started to leave town to the west, and, um, and Bad Josh attacked me. And my Pokemon at that point were not quite at the level <laughs> where I was ready to take on Bad Josh in his current state. He almost smoked me. Oh my god. He really got very close to killing my Mareep. What levels were his things? His Pokemon? Let me go check real quick. It was it was surprisingly difficult. I was not expecting it to be so hard. I mean, I'll also say at this stage of the game, grinding is tough. I spent a lot of time grinding in Slowpoke well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place to do it. I was just finding random patches of grass. I mean, any of it is arbitrary. Like, you can't find anything higher than level, like, 8. And also, like, the the calls, like, they're not, no one's calling you to battle. Yeah, they're not calling to battle yet. They're calling to talk about how they are a bad father or how their Rattata is. Fuck fish. Okay, so Silver's team, if you pick Totodile, is a level 14 Ghastly, a level 16 Zubat, and a level 18 Bayleaf. That's tough. Like... That's pretty rough. Bugsy's top level is 17. And like, I wasn't at the point where I was even like trained up for Bugsy yet. So the level 16 Zubat and the level 18 Bayleaf were, were tough. Oh, and you know what the most fucking annoying part was, which you will not experience, is his Bayleaf came in, dropped poison powder on my guy, and then just kept doing synthesis. 
<laughs> like every turn I would like take I would wail on him and like take off a chunk of health and then he would just do synthesis and heal up. Yeah. It was so irritating. I mean, I will say as a fellow Bayleaf owner, Chikorita and Bayleaf have been basically useless so far. But their move set is crazy. Yeah. Like I have Razor Leaf already and Synthesis, which are often mid to late game learned moves. Maybe they give you that because the first two gyms are so fucking hard for Yeah, because you're just getting fucking wrecked. Right. It well it sucked. It sucked at like I was poisoned and like he wouldn't go down in health because he just kept doing synthesis. Like yeah. at some point I was like, Am I just gonna have to like wait till he's out of PP? Yeah, synthesis only has but five. Eventually I, I landed a couple of good blows. So You're not missing much. I hope you um don't struggle as much as I did when you battle him next week. I won't now because now I know what to prepare for. And then the last main attraction here in Azalea Town is Azalea Gym, home of Bugsy. Yes. A uh, sprightly young boy in funny little shorts. A very, like, Lost Boys, like, Peter Pan kind of vibe. The gym setup in this game is a billion times more interesting than the gym setup in Gen 2. Oh, my God, yeah. In Gen 2, it was just, like, a garden, like a grotto. And you had to, like, walk around the outside of some, like, flower patches to encounter a bunch of trainers. Yeah. In this one, there's this cool, like, puzzle where you're riding little spider buggies across... Like spinner racks, probably. Yeah, across, like, two-by-fours that look like a spider web, and you need to flip switches to get to the right place, and then, of course, you, like, inevitably have to battle a bunch of bug catchers and, like, a, car- a pair of spooky twins along <laughs> yeah, the way. they are really fucked up. Amy, Amy and Mimi. Mimi. <laughs> and they all have bugs, of course. There was a bug catcher, Josh, in there. These guys were easy enough, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's the one with the Paris. You're right. Yeah. That's where the Paris was. I made quick work of all these guys. They were not very hard. I still, well, let's just say this. I had a Zubat. I, <laughs> I'm i trying to find the most delicate way to say this. I used Zubat uh-huh. back on my Zubat. Uh, he was my real hero through all of this, and I thought he was going to carry me all, all the way to the end, but eventually I made my way to... Azalea gym leader Bugsy uh-huh. and uh, had Zubat at the front of my lineup and Bugsy had Scyther. Scyther at the front of his lineup. Level 17. Yeah. Cool ass sprite in this fucking gen too. Yeah, he's got a cool sprite. And he killed he, he killed back on Zubat. He killed Zubat. He doesn't even have very good moves. He's how, got, did he, how did he do it? I don't know. He's got quick. That's nothing super effective. I think I did like wing attack on him and it didn't kill him, but he fucking like activated his citrus berry. Yeah, the citrus berry sucked. Which like brought him back up. And then like he, I I think he did just, what's U-turn? He has something called U-turn, which I don't really know what it is, but maybe he did that. U-turn is a bug move, which I love. I think it's so clever. That does 70 damage and then makes the user swap out too. So it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. I think he just did like a quick attack or something and just destroyed my Zubat. Oh, you know what? I always forget this. Scyther has the ability Technician. What is that? Which increases the power of moves that have a power of 60 or less by 50%. So quick attack normally is only a 40 damage. You know what I think he did? I think he did focus. another like 20 damage, I think. I think he did focus energy first. Oh, but definitely. Yeah, he opened with focus energy on me and as well. And then did quick attack. And I was being cocky because I was like, no way he's taking down a fucking Zubat. And he killed it. Yeah. And I sent a screenshot to Josh where I donated $10 to <laughs> BatCon. 
bat.org, which now feel now that I've explored the batcon.org website a little bit, feels like a waste of fucking cash to me. <laughs> Bats seem like they're doing great. Yeah. But very good of you helping out those bats. They're probably just going to spend it on drugs. <laughs> Luckily, I had Huthut waiting in the wings. Yeah. Who's now a Noctowl. He got up to level 20 during these battles. Jesus. And evolved, so. I wish mine did. I beat Bugsy, and I'm I'm done with this leg of the journey. How did you do against Bugsy? Yeah, honestly, it wasn't a problem. I thought it would be because Huthut died, but I power leveled my Mareep into a Flaffy and I got it to level 17 because I needed to just Thundershock this Scyther. Yeah. And I opened with Kanye West, the Butterfree. Butterfree put the Scyther to sleep and then I swapped in Flaffy, Fred Van Vliet, and Flaffy just dumped some Thundershocks on it and I just killed it. Suspended. Yeah, that's it. Fred Van Vliet got us suspended for a game. This week? Yeah. I'm sorry. OG Ananobi kind of got into a little bit of a a tussle on the court, and Raptors cleared the bench. Fred Van Vliet went out there and started causing a little bit of a ruckus. Suspended. Well, that's sort of like how Fred Van Vliet, the Flaffy, also caused a bit of a ruckus in in Bugsy's gym. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, his other two Pokemon are a Metapod and a Kakuna. So that's like a fucking joke. They're jokes, <laughs> but they do know some offensive moves. Metapod knows Tackle, and then Kakuna knows Poison Sting. Right. They're both level 15. Which is kind of surprising. Yeah, they are not doing the hardened bullshit. Right. But that was not a problem. I crushed it. Yeah, we got through it. This fucking Gym 2. We're not going to lose on Gym 2. One of your Pokemon I lost a Pokemon, it, yes. But... <laughs> I did lose a Pokemon, yes. Yeah. Let's do a level check. All right, a level check. Do you want to go first? Sure. Rosencrantz, still alive, not dead. Bayleaf, level 16. I've been leveling it on the side to make sure it doesn't fall behind, but I have gotten no use out of this competitively so far. <laughs> soon, 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 soon. Then we have Kanye West. Wow. A useful, again... Butterfree, level 17. Fred Van Vliet, Flaffy, level 18. That's the big, big boy. Yeah. Then we have Krillin, Rattata, still around. Didn't mention him yet, level 15. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, these names are coming from uh, Stanner, who stands mm-hmm. T. Green Ring and, and Steve Human. It's a Stanner type trainer. And so these Pokemon are all named after real life T. Green Rings. Yep. Favorite things and we all hope that they live other than Guildenstern who died that one doesn't affect me I know I see what your game is you want to you want to make this hurt you want to make this sting for me but the whole point of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is dead is that they die I was hoping those two would like so be buddying around for like the whole game but uh nope yeah um then we have new team member Ursula Le Guin Ursula K Le Guin yeah Slowpoke level eight one of my favorite authors love it uh, same here. Didn't you list Ursula K. Le Guin yeah. on your yeah. besties list? I don't remember who you named. You named one of them that as well. I did. I don't remember who it was, though. It was a Golbat. I just searched it. Okay. So it is a Slowpoke this time, and it's level eight. Perfect. Did not have any time to sink into that. But thank God for the dupes clause again. 
Yeah. Ran into like four Zubats and then I got a Slowpoke finally in Slowpoke Well. Oh, I encountered a Slowpoke right away. This was runner up. Slowpoke Sprite is the cutest it's ever looked. Oh yeah. It looks so good. And the overworld oh sprite God, of yeah. Slowpoke looks so cute. Their tail like wags now. Plus the the intro slide to yeah. Slowpoke Well. It's like they're really doing Slowpoke a lot of yeah. service this this gen. And then we have Vampire Weekend, who I mentioned Zubat. Level five. Zubat. Yeah. What do you got? Owl Trust. Noctowl level 20. Not getting their money yet. Nah, no. <laughs> Hopefully they don't ever because I'm kind of digging the Noctowl. Yeah, Noctowl is really fun. I guess I have plenty of opportunities to get a Huthut again. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said to you the other night when you texted me. Yeah. Fleecehaven, Flaffy, level 17. Mm-hmm. Everglade Fun, Totodile, level 17. When does that thing evolve? That's pretty surprising. It's got to be close. Did you accidentally just slam B? No, level 18. Okay, yeah. we. I got lucky. I mean, they give me the benefit of fucking Bayleaf evolving at level 16 because you're dealing with some rough shit. Yeah. Then we get into the new Mon, Asp. Ekans. Okay. Level 20. Asp is named after the Advocates for Snake Preservation, www.snakes.ngo. Here's their mission statement. Negative attitudes towards snakes may be the biggest barrier to their conservation because it often impedes efforts to address other threats. Advocates for Snakes Preservation's mission is to use science, education, and advocacy to promote compassionate conservation and coexistence with snakes. I have two comments. Okay. Uh, Clever name. Yeah. Because ASP is like a name of a a type of a snake. It's a kind of snake. Second, I think snakes are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a problem with snakes. I think they're cool, too. I like them. I wanted one growing up, but my parents wouldn't let me because they didn't want to deal with feeding it, me feeding it mice and stuff. Rats. But I found one called a Russian legless lizard, which is just a snake. Okay. And it eats crickets. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, we'll cut to the chase. We don't like snakes. And I was like... <laughs> but also like i think <laughs> i don't also i also don't want crickets in my yeah house. that's a good point i think they were probably also in retrospect and respect to my parents um protecting me from becoming like a reptile guy like snake guy yeah like you're on the you're like walking around the streets of new york in like a top hat with a snake wrapped around and you and like people are like taking pictures of you and you're like oh <laughs> <Yeah>. five dollars <laughs> that, like fucking that fucking cat head cat guy, guy sucks sucks He's like, you'll all, you'll all see him on the internet, and you're like, oh, New York is so quirky. There's a guy with a cat on his head. But if you ever interact with that guy, which you will if you spend any time in New York, because he's all over the place. Because he's somehow everywhere. He's a huge asshole. And he's always, like, if you try to take a picture of him or with him, he's always just like, $10. $10 or I'll sue you. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. He's such a prick. <laughs> Pygmy Hippo. Okay, yeah. Slowpoke. That's good. Level 12. Named after the... Pygmy Hippo Foundation, pygmyhippofoundation.org. The PHF was established with the aim of promoting the conservation, preservation, and protection of the endangered pygmy hippopotamus in the remaining Upper Guinea forests of West Africa. All right. They're like little hippos. That sounds cool. And I'm clicking through on this. And then I will admit now that I'm the Secretary of Transportation, and I played ahead a little bit, yep. not not intentionally. I wasn't trying to like cheat, but I thought I had to. I thought that you had to do Ilex Forest before you took on Bugsy. No. Went into Ilex Forest, which we will cover plot-wise next week, but I did catch an Oddish. Pretty good. What Cheer, the Oddish, level nine. What Cheer, Flower Farm, 
is a 501c3 nonprofit founded in 2017 with the purpose of growing, rescuing, and giving flowers away to those in need, lifting spirits by sharing the beauty of flowers and providing training in growing and floristry. Beautiful. It's essentially the same kind of charity that Power of Flower, my um, Bell Sprout, my Bell Sprout is. Yeah, I would go for Oddish over Bell Sprout as well. Oh, of course. But you're gonna deal with the gloom stage. I know, I know, but I don't even know if I need. I don't. I, I maybe don't even I need. I feel it. like grass. grass pretty standard i think you kind of need a grass aspect but well i don't really want to run oddish or bell sprout so maybe i'll encounter something a little more interesting later down the line yeah all right good team yeah good team that is it for this leg joshua you have anything else you want to say to the bug catchers i guess not any apologies you need to make um anything you want to apologize to the bug catchers for am i supposed to apologize for something no i don't know i don't know look and do do a little self-reflection you tell me um, I feel, I feel like I didn't do anything wrong this week. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. If that's what you feel. Wait, is there actually something I should be doing right now? No. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm just fucking. God with you. damn. Uh, that's experience share. It's a Pokemon podcast. This week I have been Goldeen Ring, AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined as always by my co-host Parash, AKA Joshua Fielstad. We played through... Azalea Town. Yeah. This week. And next week we're headed to Goldenrod City. Yeah. Where you can finally transfer over our tasty little eggs. Do you think you're gonna do it as soon as you get there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't even decided what I'm gonna do yet, but I'm definitely gonna do it as soon as I get over there. But you know you're gonna have to put in time in platinum or fire red, leaf green, or whatever you're using to generate the egg. That's fine. So I think it's unlikely that I will actually have the egg over as soon as we get to Goldenrod, but I am going to be training the uh, talent in my game, my other game. In previous gens, yeah. get them randy. You're starting to form some some thoughts around who's coming over? Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't have to reveal it. Might be more fun as a surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm debating a couple of things, so I, I'm not going to say. I wanted to surprise you and like bring over a Reggie Ice, and then the Bulbapedia was like, "They no, can't, do, you can't eggs. do legendaries. They don't do eggs. They only do in that Sinjo Ruins situation." But like Pokemon Crossroads is not playing by our exact rules, right? So yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. I want to do someone cool and unique and and tough. It kind of like I don't have a fire type. It makes me wish I ever ran a fire type, but I don't think I did. Did I? Well, I did, but he died. Charmeleon. Oh. My God. In our last Nuzlocke run. That was the darkest moment in the show so far. I can't even breed that thing because I released it. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I'll figure something out. So next week, if we figure it out, maybe we'll have some eggs to hatch in Goldenrod, where we'll also be taking on Whitney. Ooh, yes. Gym leader Whitney. The gym leader who sent us down the path of darkness. Really the originator of Fur Affinity Check is, is Whitney. Look forward to that, bug catchers. In the meantime, please do go check out our subreddit. I guess I'm doing that this week. (laughs) Reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers. It's moderated by our friend, friend of the pod, Mike Levine. Please, and I'll do this. So please uh, follow and subscribe and give us a great rating. The best one. 
But maybe if if it's like fine, give us, just give a four. We can live with that. But give us ratings on Apple. It humanizes us. It reminds people that we're not gods. We're humble. You know? We're humble. I think that's really clear Yeah. Uh, in this whole show. Yeah. Give us a good rating on Stitcher, Apple, etc. And just follow us on Spotify and Overcast and the rest of them. And oh, and on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at expsharepod. That's it. See you next week for Goldenrod City. Goodbye, Josh. Smell you later. <laughs>